All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Coming in Hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. <laughs> Happy Thursday, everybody. Um, Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Chef Bob RD. Uh, what are you doing? Happy Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> Happy, oh, yeah. American the Thanksgiving. Spirit. Yeah, no, that's uh, well done, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm making Lindsay walk around town with this on. So <laughs> I figured it, the very least I could do is pop on for a minute and put it on for you guys. I, that probably came out of our budget, Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> big budget, big budget, big, big budget. We're big, doing big things here with coming in. Hot. How uh, long are you milking? How long are you milking Thanksgiving for? Are you like a week, two weeks? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quick. I get in it in and out. Yeah. You get it done. Yeah. I, Who's I, cooking? I didn't too? get the actual day off, so I don't think I can milk it for next week. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, is now, is Bobby is Bobby Bray's cooking? That's what we're going Bob, with. Bob, Bobby Bray's. Bray. I'm down in. Uh, I'm down in just outside Destin, Florida, in the Panhandle 30A, they call it. I've never heard of this area. Um, we got we got in late last night, but uh, absolutely, like, this place is incredible. Absolutely stunning. So I'm excited to explore a little bit the next couple of days. Who's ho- okay, whose house is it? I'm, we're at a hotel. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it's, like, one of your many houses. No, no, no. So I, I did make the joke that I'm 
I saw a house next door that's for sale. We're going to go knock on the door here in a minute, but no, you're not. <laughs> so might, there might be another one in the cars, boys. <laughs> Did you get go get Cody Bass on the phone? Give him a call. I'll fire Basser up. He's up, but no one's sound right now. I was just talking to him, but uh, yep. Him and I will be taking a special trip down here to look for another one. <laughs> Bobby, awesome. they're not okay. Never mind. I'm not even getting into it. Um, <laughs> they're, we, they're fun. We, <laughs> We have a big show today. You still got to sell your own. We have, uh, listen, before we get into the show, which is jam packed, uh, I just want to discuss your appearance yesterday on Overdrive on TSN with the boys. Uh, I thought you did very well, by the way. I was just curious. Uh, when you when you came on, you were like, hey, who doesn't want to work with Brent Wallace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you hear? You were, I love, so that was your intro? Yeah. It's exactly what I said. I love giving, like, I like to pump Wally's tires in private, but I like to absolutely criticize in public. Well, <laughs> so, it's yeah. it, it's well, you see what's going on on Twitter last night. It went viral. What the names like Salt? And, oh, the, it's, yeah. I think the people have spoken. I think I think it might for Wally and Mendez. I think it might be Salt and Pepper. <laughs> take this take this down hang on a second hang, hang on guys <laughs> okay i think serge made that oh, on it. twitter that it's, show is off oh, the i get rails. to tweet it as as yeah. as in the uh as in the uh the, the quote from forrest gump whoever made that is a goddamn genius <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic like well but done anyway, serge yeah i so i was sitting at the airport there those guys, I don't know which one of you guys gave my number out, and I know it would actually be neither of you. Somebody gave my number away, though. Um, it's buzzing. Because I've asked you guys both publicly and privately, like, which one of you guys are passing my number around? I know it's not you. This Chris Horvat gets me all the time, and I always say no, and I'm always traveling. So he texted me yesterday, and I was like, absolutely. I will. I'll do it from the airport. Yeah. We were getting ready to board a flight, and I was like, I told Lindsay two things. We were getting ready. I said, I'm going to chirp Wally. I have to find a way to make work. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to get one cliche in there. And I didn't, I didn't work the cliche. Yet, unfortunately, did no my best, so. yeah. I, I, yeah, no, you didn't waste any time either, but if you, you couldn't have seen it. So I, I watched it. I, when you said, oh. uh, uh, who doesn't like to work with Brent Wallace? I just wanted to watch O dog's face. And he, he just, he, he just lit up because he was a perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love O-Dog. Yeah, because I had we had O-Dog on one time. I'm like, hey, I'd like to bring him a very good friend, uh, Jeff O'Neill. He's like, Wally, we've worked together once. We're not good friends. <laughs> Tell us like it he's, is, right? He's phenomenal, eh? <laughs> he's so good. Yeah, he's yeah. so good. Does a great job. Um, all right, we got to we got to get onto this show. There's more to chat about, but we'll move on because uh, there's lots to talk about until we, uh, despite the fact the Sens haven't played in three years. Um, and be before we do that, this show brought to you by Botano, go to botano.ca, download the award-winning state-of-the-art app. They are the 2023 EGR award winner for both the best sports book operator of the year and best in play sports operator. Uh, visit botano.ca, uh, and hundreds of betting options for all things hockey and nearly every other sport on the planet, except no hockey tonight. Uh, live in-game betting and the most competitive odds in the market. Botano, the game starts now and Yorkie by so, oh no, sorry. Uh, Bob, that's for you. BEI. Let me, okay. As always, our show brought to you by BEI, the 
heavy civil general contractor that is helping to shape the Ottawa Valley in the public and private sectors. You can visit them at bonisherexcavating.com or get a hold of them at 613-432-1120 for all things that are needed. Equipment rentals, aggregate, topsoil sales, haulage, floating, they move stuff. When planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate excuse me, supply needs. And slow down the awesome. construction zone. I was like, what is that? Yeah, slow down the construction zone. Sorry. <laughs> also, hey, by the way, I had a chat yesterday on the phone with someone who's played in the BEI mm-hmm. Friday hockey. How was it? They love it. So I just I started to chuckle. <laughs> There's a couple of former good players on there. Anyway, uh, also, later in the show, we have a new partner alert. Charm Diamond Centers is on uh, on board, so we'll get to them later. Um, okay, gentlemen. The Sens have played 15 games. Now, I know we're going to do their 20-game mark, but we have a lot of time in between games, so I went back and looked at their record after 15 games. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better than I think people give them credit for. This is the first time in seven years they've won eight games in the first 15, and so... The last time they did it was your year, Bob, 2016, 17, when they uh, when you had the little playoff run. So I'm and by the way, they haven't made the playoffs since then. So I'm just saying, as we start Thursday on a little chipper note, that that's a very good record based on the reality of uh, first 15 games. Look at the sport, though. In 2016, 2017, tell me that you look at all the other numbers and then you look at goals for and goals against in Guy Boucher's year and tell me that's not a Guy Boucher year. <laughs> we scored yeah. 31. Yeah. Had 35 yeah. against and we were 9, 5, and 1. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, that's all you want. I think the good. Edmonton Oilers would take that right now. Well, they would take anything, but um, we were the complete rope dope team there for a little bit. Okay. So, when is Guy, when is Guy taking over the Leafs? That's what I want to know, Bob. You know what? I don't think he has any designs to him. No? Based on talking to him, no. Think he's no. good where he's at? I think he's very, very excited where he's at. I think uh, I, I know that he had turned down some pretty good job offers right after the fact. Because I think he wanted to digest what kind of went through what he went through in Ottawa. Um and I don't think he. I think he's more comfortable being a power play coach. Assistant coach. Assistant coach is such a great job in the NHL because it's you fickle can be, though, eh? Because you, you're the first one gone. Somebody's blaming you for everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, assistant coach. Oh. So, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm saying assistant coach. I'm saying ass, yeah. assistant coach in the NHL because now you make pretty good cash, and you can kind of you can be friendlier. And head coaches have to be friendlier now, but it's a great gig. Especially if your power play is humming, right? <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, it's all me. It's all I me. I got all the right, I got all the right guys, and I'm just telling them how to start this thing, and then <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they make the plays. Assistant coaches are basically therapists, aren't they? Oh, pretty well, absolutely. Pretty Perry pretty Pern, well. Yorkie Perry Pern was the resident therapist for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah he was really good. And I always, I'll always say this: this, this is a guy. I had a long time ago, Bob, uh, Craig Ramsey, he, he was a really good player for the Buffalo Sabres, but he was like a, he was like a Selkie type guy, two way, two way forward. When he played, he was so smart at teaching forwards how to forecheck. And he used to even say to guys on the forecheck, he goes, why are you going in and trying to run that defenseman? He goes, if you miss him, you're, you've taken yourself out of the play. Like he 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 was one of the first guys to go say, and this was back in the nineties. Go in and disrupt with your stick. 
now you see everybody play. They're all going in with their sticks, yeah. disrupting all the time because you know you, smart D. You go to hit a smart D. He's gonna he's gonna get out of the way, jump by you, and all of a sudden you're 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 behind the play, right? I think that uh, I learned that lesson where I played in kind of that transition era more than not this era, not the dead puck era, but there's like this time in the middle where the West was way heavier. Yes. But you know what the most maddening thing in the world was trying to forecheck Nick Lidstrom and Brian or <laughs> where they just go back for the puck and they simply lift your stick, take the hit and push the puck between your legs. And I'm like, I just gave up all that positioning in time. Right. Just to get pushed like the puck. You have to look between your legs. That's how good they were. Yeah, that's, that's so that's, good, Lister. Okay, we're gonna get now, back. Though, he's <laughs> not that good now compared to the players that are coming up, because they all do the same thing as him. He was just ahead of the time. Way ahead, yeah, way ahead. Sorry, well, I've got off track there. Yeah, that's sorry. okay. I no, I expect that from you. Um, so is that <laughs> are you drinking cranberry juice? Is that what you're doing, York? No, because I went out last. I went out last night to uh, my little neighborhood local. Yeah, I know. Um, we we finished off our we did like a survivor pool and my one buddy won. So part of the deal is I'm the commissioner of all these pools. The winner always has to take me out for uh, something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, you need to get that in yours. And, uh, I'm running a, a really really expensive league right now, and I'm not getting dinner. That's a, uh, I that it was I had like a few, I had a couple of Carlsbergs. I find have a bio steel in the morning after you had a few a uh, few few drinks, you feel way better. Way better. All right. Uh, Bob, I'll start. I'll start telling you about how he used to cheat things <laughs> later. Well, it's a whole different show. But it's a whole different show. You don't want to smell like it. I used to put peanut butter right up in there like a chew. Oh God! <laughs> wow. The peanut butter trick. One of, one of the one of the oldest best tricks in the NHL. If, if a guy went out drinking the night before, you rub Vicks all over your body. Just smother yourself in Vicks. Because otherwise, the, when you've been drinking and you're out of practice, we used to say some guys would wear that cologne, the old eau de bière. You just stink like a brewery. So the guys would rub Vicks all over themselves. So they'd smell like Vicks. It was very smart. Well, he's just shaking his head. Where right are we going right here? Where Good tips going? for the holidays, I guess. Um, Holiday <laughs> tips at the office. If you go to the office and you stink like beer, rub some Vicks on yourself, and your boss will Vicks never know it. A little peanut butter right there in the core okay. of the year. <laughs> so, to get this, just one more note before we get back to the Ottawa Senators is Guy Boucher was supposed to have been hired as the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs before they hired Mike Babcock. So. Yeah. It would you be interesting that. to see. You always keep that one in your pocket, eh? So it'd it's be right interesting in to pocket. see if he would ever come back and be hired. I thought that'd be kind of cool. But anyway, we're moving back to the sense. So Let's after go. 15 games, um, I'm going to ask both of you what your feelings are with them at an eight and seven record. They're in the plus in goals against. Listen, they're not tearing up the league. They've got, I think they've got some special teams issues. We talk about perhaps their defensive game ad nauseum. But overall, Yorkie, where do you put them? Well, I, I think they're not exactly where I, I thought they'd be higher in the standings right now. I thought they were going to come out, and they did come out the first. They lost that first game to Carolina. Then they would. They win three in a row. And then, okay, this was the start that I envisioned. They've had to battle some adversity. No Shabbat, no Zub for a long time. 
no Pinto. So I think they've put themselves into a position where years past, they're out of the race completely. And this year you can say, okay, they're not exactly where we'd want them to be, but they're still in the thick of things. And you look at their, they have a ton of games in hand right now. So for me, I think they're in an okay position. They're in an okay spot. They, they haven't, they haven't blown up the season, which, which is to me a big positive. And they've had to do it with, you know, everyone's had injuries and stuff, but they've done a decent job of dealing with the adversity. So I, do I like where they are? I would say I don't mind where they are right now. It, it's not ideal, but it's but it's still pretty good. So I think they're in a pretty good position. But this next little stretch is going to be really important. But hey, they they went they went on the trip, did what they had to do, and came back. And now you reset, and now you got to get yourself on. You got to you got to start getting on a roll now. You got to start winning chunks of games because you know it's just. We did a little exercise last night at our little meet at our round table. We always take teams because everyone will say, is Ottawa going to make the playoffs? And I say, well, let's talk about who's not going to make it. Yeah. When you start seeing who's not going to make it, it becomes very difficult of who you pull out of that pack of teams. So for Ottawa, like I said earlier, they really have to get on, start getting on the gas right now. So for me, I, I think they're in an okay position. So they put themselves in a position where they can now get on a run, but it, they've got they got to start winning a lot of hockey games. So I and normally I think I would echo everything that Yorkie said, and I would again. I will. I I'm a little more concerned. The underlying metrics aren't good. Them being what they are right now, and the metrics saying that they're better than they are right now scares me. When you think about the fact that this team is not in the road, they have like. How many road games have they actually played? And they went into Pittsburgh, who apparently um, can't play the Senators at home. <laughs> For whatever reason, <laughs> Pittsburgh just can't do it. But when you start to look at this, like, okay, so they got New York and Florida. By the way, Florida's unbelievable right now. Um, oh, so how good. good are they? What's going on with Bobrovsky? Like, goalie Bob is usually terrible in the regular season. <laughs> like he's Yeah. It's almost like somebody gave him 10.5 and said, hey, earn it for a second. But when you start to – when you guys start to look at this, like, this is scary. They they need they needed to be in a better position starting with so many – what was it, like 16 of 20, whatever it was, on, at home to start. Like, look at these buildings that you have to go into. You have to go into the same – you got to go Dallas, Vegas, Colorado, Toronto. And to be fair to Arizona, they're a little better than teams think. So they're, they're, I don't like the schedule. So I'm a little more cautious about where the Senators are right now. I think that they are a team that is getting better and learning. And I absolutely still have them in the mix for the playoffs for me. But I don't like that month of December. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. That's a great point, Bob. I just it's games in hand are, are only as good as if you win them, right? And yeah. and that's what they and that's what they've got on their side right now. And that's why I say it's really important for them to start to start clumping some wins together because they played 15 games. And if you look, we could say right now, well, Detroit's in the eighth spot. Well, Ottawa's got three games in hand, but you got to win those games, right? So to me, that's why I love to say the 20 game mark because we're not quite there yet. We're at 15, and I think at that. The next five games to take them to the 20 game mark 
I think is really going to be telling of where they I are. I do think, and, before you jump in, Wally, I do think yeah. that the 20-game mark this year is a little bit different than it has been in the past. With them having such a heavy schedule at home, mm-hmm. 20-game mark has to be taken with a grain of salt. You're supposed to win at home. You're supposed to take yep. care of home ice. They're 6-5 and five at home. They have not. <laughs> they've been... Just north of 50-50 at home. If you're not taking care of home ice, you're not going to win on the road. Now Tim has to go into cities where the matchups aren't favorable. Mm -hmm. His points are going to take a step back. Everybody does on the road, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when you think about it across the board, like it's... I'm, I'm trying to be... We always talk about American Thanksgiving being the point where you talk about what who's going to make the playoffs. Who's out? I'm not trying to be bleak because it is American Thanksgiving. Um, I'm just saying their road's a little bit tougher than everybody else's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, agree. With that. And go so they don't play their 20th game, I think, till December 6th, somewhere in there. Like it's way later than everybody else, obviously, because of this nonsensical schedule where they so, play two games since coming back from Sweden. And uh, they've got the Islanders Friday and then Monday they host yeah. Florida, which you guys talked about. That December schedule is, yeah. it's a, uh, tough grind but that being said maybe this group has figured it out maybe so they're so wally they're still going to have a ton of games by the time they get to december so it's going to be december is going to be their most important month when you really want to break things down because that's a that's a crazy schedule i'm looking at that right now they they play a home schedule uh of seattle on a back-to-back and then it's the rangers in toronto How's that Christmas break looking? How many days off do they get? I'm trying to see. Well, they just get three. It's just three. Wow. Can we? I think our show has to take the Paramount and the forerunner on the fact that on the 27th, I think they play, they go to Toronto. Uh, yeah. The first game back should never 27. be a rivalry game. <laughs> never. It's... No, well, it's very typical. If you look back over Ottawa's schedule, they used to always think. play the Bruins on the 23rd or the yeah. 27th, and they play Toronto. Like a lot of times, they always face a team that's close because you guys travel in that day because you but can't you, travel the so night now before. You have to travel in the day before. The day before, we used to do it in Anaheim all the time too. We would fly up to uh, San Jose on the 26th, play, and then fly right back. I thought they changed that rule to only the twenty seventh. It is now, but when I'm talking, yeah, about, yeah, sorry, yeah, we used to fly up there, or whatever. But that's so that's why it's I everything don't is want so a close. Game. I yeah. don't. I get the proximity, but I don't want a rivalry game where you're yeah. trying to come out of that <laughs> and right into like it, it. It's really hard to flip that switch. Can you pop up this, Gavin? Can you pop up that schedule again? How many? Yeah, uh, so you got one Detroit in there. I'm looking at Detroit right now. Like they're, I I don't see them as a playoff team. I just they had a don't. Four and, nothing and win the, last night against Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it I, wasn't that convincing. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, listen, I just don't think Detroit's there yet of, of where they are as a team. Uh, I just don't. They don't got enough. No, I didn't. I watched. I watched the Oiler game. Oh boy. <laughs> Talk about you want to talk about an ornery fan base, uh, you want a salty fan base. Uh, my god, you just changed the coach and you just they were was it were they down? Yeah, it was five nothing or five yeah. one? Like, so much 
everybody like so much for the the, the coaching effect of getting the bump. Wow. Well, that's the problem is you brought in a coach that, by all metrics, kind of looks nerdy. I like I, I don't know. It's <laughs> what did you say, nerdy? <laughs> it's just you brought in another Connor McDavid fan. He's a fan. Hire a coach that'll go in there and. So here's, but here's I'd the. I'd love okay. to make some decisions for some organizations. <laughs> this, I don't like it. this is what's going to be. Uh, holidays. I don't want to get Sorry, my buddy. My buddy. Thanksgiving buddy. break. You're the most cranky of us all today. I wow, am. this is great. So my buddies, I'm watching the game at Churchill's, and none of them, they're not hockey experts, and that's the first thing they said. They're like, "Wasn't the guy running the team McDavid's agent, and that's his old junior coach? Like these are guys that don't, and they're like, how is that going to work?" <laughs> So, but here's the art. Okay. But here's the argument. Whenever there's an, uh, a veteran coach that gets hired, everybody on social media, what is there? No new coaches. Why do we keep recycling coaches? Well, you know what? This is a team that needed Claude Julien or someone of that ilk that could understand the game comes in and can address these guys has in immediate respect and can maybe get it done. That's what I think they forgot here. Yeah, instead you brought in a analytical knob or this is my just somebody else for I'm not sorry now, about it. I'm just tired of the fact that we have to number one appease the masses by bringing in somebody new, but somebody new wants to do metrics and things like that. When you can't do that in a room, nobody cares. No. And not this Rookie, group. Not no. I you just need uh old school. Until, how do you say it? Discipline. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And accountability. Yeah. That, yeah. Thank you. You need a Claude Julian. You need a Randy yeah. Carlisle. Like that's that's what that team needs. <laughs> did yeah. wait? Did you just no. ask? Yeah. No. no, no. <laughs> Bob, they need they need Carlisle. You just wanted to bring back Randy Carlisle. I, I, no, I, I don't know what's happened to you Randy today. Carlyle. I'm just saying. Dictatorship. <laughs> um. <laughs> I. I I'd be very, very comfortable for Andy Carlisle. I'll never coaches again. <laughs> but you get where I'm going. Yes, Gee, I totally understand. I just but wanted Gabe, to... Wally, picture, picture this. Like, if you look at Vegas and Boston, like, when... Think, like, I just look how Edmonton... How we, we always talk about the Edmonton Oilers. And if you're a guy on that team, it's like you're always going to defer to Connor. Like how are you? How are you supposed to win that way consistently? Because right away you've got a. Everybody on the team knows who the best players are, but it just seems there. It's it's always said, well, you're going to waste McDavid's best years if you don't get some real players for him to play with. Like, like, like if it's always that way and it's always everybody else's fault. Like I just it it seems like a flawed way to build a hockey team. Of, of just these are the guys mm -hmm. and and we've and seen that you, time and time again though york i remember the oilers used to do it all the time or not the and oilers, i'm not the, the and, rangers and, and, used to do it and it's no slam like mcdavid's he is who he is he's a great player but you know the good teams like the vegas golden knights don't have that aura about them they're just more of a team they're just it's it's and then when you and it's time to win in the playoffs that's how you win it's your third line becomes so important. And anyways, they, they have to change a lot of things there. It's just their whole identity of, of what they are. We lose Bob. No, I, I did for a second. I dragged. So I apologize. <laughs>
the uh, all right, back to the Ottawa Senators, can we? Please? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot yeah, to discuss. Uh, and but you know what? The only thing is, I don't feel sorry for the Edmonton Oilers because if yeah. you've been in Ottawa for the last seven years or whatever, you've gone through this and you felt this yeah. pain, and nobody tuned in and said, "Oh, poor Ottawa." So yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't so, feel that. Like look at look at the Devils. I'm just looking at the standings right now. The Devils were supposed to be challenging for the top of the conference. Yeah, like, but they've dealt with some some serious injuries, yeah, right? Jack Hughes, so Nico Heischer. I still yeah. think the Devils will be there at the end. Do you like him? Eight yeah. and eight right now. Yeah, yeah. I I, I still I, like the Devils team. I think that if you were to ask me which team I would buy a ticket for first in the NHL, the Devils would be right up there in my top oh, three. Wow. Yeah. Is that to watch, like just to watch? Just to play? watch, yeah. Just to, if, yeah. You're, if I'm buying a ticket to a game, I think that the Devils would be in my top three for sure. That's because wow. you'd be in the alumni box free at the Ottawa games. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> but I, hey, Bob, I, by the way, I got to get I like I Jack get. Hughes a lot. I, I really yeah. do. I think he's phenomenal. I like the team. I like the way they play. They're kind of like, they got this touch of old school in them where they can shut things down at times, but they have just a serious running gun game. I love. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like these are, uh, speaking of alumni, Bob, these are our new uh, little uh, wind jackets. You got to, I got to get you signed up. Yeah. So we can burn the Detroit Red Wings hoodie. You guys just telling me that you need me on the ice. We need you, man. We had, we had a tough we had a tough game on the weekend. We played a young team in Kempville of young guys. It was close. It was close for a bit. A couple, a, couple if you guys, guys are, are starting more than coming in hot on there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll talk you, to my people. You, this is this is because this is pure joy and fun. Okay, you do this for the love of the game. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got another thing to talk about with the. Uh, uh, well, the month of November. We were all worried about the month of November. But before we do that, time to know. T- sorry, time for Did You Know brought to you by Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. Uh, Wendy, Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. Uh, weekly prizes. Download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points in your first order and grab the sweet victory from those mouth-watering jaws of defeat along with some fresh, never-frozen beef. Put your prediction skills to the test and score yourself 1,300 bonus points if you win the week. Use your points to grab your favorite menu item at Wendy's. Sign up to play Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool at dailyfaceoff.com to win weekly prizes, including the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Wendy's, we keep it fresh. So here you go. Did you know? People are asking about the month of November. The Senators only play nine games in the month of November, the fewest they've ever played in the month and since history. If they win their final two games this November, which is the Islanders in Florida. They will be tied for the fifth best winning percentage ever in the month for them. It's 667. So pretty that's pretty good. So again, I'm just trying to point out that there are, I understand that we're not happy necessarily with the way they continue to play and we want them to play better. But if they can continue to build on it, then maybe they're a little bit, better off than we think that's all i'm trying to say positive I, like it, Wally. I, I don't know um i i think that they're better than the record at this point but after the month of december we're gonna absolutely know who this yeah. team is <laughs> fair enough like that's a that's a that's a road schedule right there isn't it yeah yeah they... well that's <clears throat> the, it, yes and so they've played the home games, as you've taught, skews everything because they should have been a lot better when they lost five straight at home. But Agreed. that being said, 
they still managed to post an eight and seven record. Now, uh, and we'll get to the after Sweden effect when we get to the uh, Batena lock of the day as we talked about the Islander game. But, um, okay, so if we were to ask, outside probably of the guys that we expect to play well, Tim Stutzla and Brady Kachuk, maybe Jake Sanderson, who has impressed you the most that you probably weren't expecting? Is it Rourke Chartier? How do you say his name? <laughs> Rourke. Go ahead, buddy. I love Rourke. <laughs> I almost RC. Yeah. RC Cola. I'm going to start calling him <laughs> RC Cola. Rourke Chartier. Um, Out of the, you go first, Bob. I need to, I need to mull this over for a couple minutes. I've, I've got a couple. Um, Matthew Joseph has worn the trade rumors like a champion and yep. is arguably talking himself into being part of the core now when you think about things. So extremely impressed with the way that he's handled things. <clears throat> um, excuse me. I know that, <clears throat> excuse me. I know that we're looking at him 82 games in now, and I don't think that's a very accurate depiction of um, the player that he is right now. He went through some stuff. And for almost a year. But I'm going to argue, Bob, that I think the numbers are very good in the fact that his plus 21 over that stretch, um, now he's missed a couple games in there, and so other people have played more, is the best on the team at plus 21. I so Let me be less combative in that because I, I'm trying um, – what I'm trying to say is that I, I, I do think that he was a guy that we've – easily pushed off his stats are good for exactly what he's getting paid but he was the most easily tradable person for the salary and i'm what i'm saying is that he's talking himself into being part of the core at his age and where he is he has that opportunity so i've been more than impressed by the fact that he's weathered everything um and the only reason i say it's not an accurate description and the stats aren't great is because he went through that major lull like if you take that 20 game snippet out where he was useless yeah. Last year, his stats are actually phenomenal. Um, and I think he's closer to the player that is phenomenal than those the stats would suggest because of that 20, 30 game step in. Yeah. So, so i surprised by him. The other guy that doesn't get a lot of credit, Jacob Bernard Docker, mm. is finding out exactly what he has to do to be a full time NHLer right now. And we're watching it happen, and he's making Travis Hamannick look very expendable. Mm hmm. Um, so those are my two. So this is a little bit of an obvious one. He had such a great year last year. He had 35 goals. How, how many 35-year-olds in the league right now are playing at the level that, are, first of all, they're even playing? Uh, it's it's one thing to do it, and then we're, to do it again. The, the way I'm at the beach, no. <laughs> yeah. It, Claude, Claude Giroux, to me, is is the way he's playing and, and how consistent and the chemistry he has with Tim Stutzla. Tim Stutzla is a, is a fantastic player. He's, he's going to be, there he is, a, a star in this league. But the fact you've got a 35-year-old player in Claude Giroux that is helping, mentoring, doing what he's doing, I, I, it's, it's true for me. Like, it's just... He's That's doing fair. it again. Uh, he's doing it again, and he's just—I love watching how this guy plays because in an era where it's all about speed and youth, you've got the old dog at age thirty-five going out and have on pace for another great season. It's, I know his goal totals aren't as high, but 
the guy is just everything like taking important draws on the PK on your power play. Um, Cause it's hard, Bob, as you know, it's, it's hard to play. People would think it's easy to play with guys like that, but not really because you, you have to, you have to play at the same level as someone like that. And I just think he's yeah. been so impressive. Yeah. And um, Bernard Docker was a great one. I was going to say him, but I'm going to say another obvious one. Jake Sanderson's taken another huge step this year. <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 I'm it's, so tired it, of talking about it. It's so damn good. <laughs> so, I yeah. I feel like I'm, I, I talk about this guy all the time, but the, the, the little intricacies in his game are so impressive and the fact he's doing it at such a high level and as and only his second year in the NHL, um, I just love watching this kid play. And it's and it's not even about the points; it's about his re- puck retrievals, how he defends. Like he does, all facets of his game are at such a high level. And it's usually at a young age. You hey, this kid's a really good offensive defenseman. After a few more years, he's going to learn how to defend. Or this kid can defend and wait, wait till he gets some more experience and his offensive game will start to come. It, th- this is, this just doesn't happen all the time where you have a guy come into the league like this and is this good. So take the old guy in Giroux and the young guy in, in Sanderson for me that, that just, um, they always surprise me that they don't, there's no step back. There's no regression. It's just, it's better and better and better. So Giroux and Sanderson for me, there is talk, as recently when the NHL or the NHLPA announced that they're going to try to do best on best minus no Russia and uh, all yeah. kinds of weird stuff. That being said, best on best, but very selective. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would Jake Sanderson in one more year be on team Canada? I'm not trying. I'm just curious. I'm just asking a question since you who's guys picking, who's talk- who's picking, who's picking the team first. Well, I need no, to know who's picking American. the team. Uh, Steve Steos. Oh, sorry. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Sorry. Steve Stales uh, is picking the team. I'm just a joke, Yorkie. They're, I don't know who they don't have announced yet. They just haven't even started with anything. Yeah, I'm but it's, if asking, it's the same, if it's the, six. if it's the same so people, right <laughs> if it's the same people that vote on the awards, he's not making. No, Yorkie, that's not the same people. It's a GM. Okay. Then he's it's making probably it. Doug Armstrong. No, Doug Armstrong's giving <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Let's get somebody know. else that runs a mediocre team that we don't have to worry about. is it is it too is it too hard just to say i don't know maybe yes he would be on my team so a top six defenseman in the nhl (laughs) no no what are we talking here best on best so just try to put him on your team usa man (laughs) he's on team usa for sure come on I would argue that team usa's defensemen are just as good as team canada's defensemen they're pretty good there's a good group Absolutely. Adam Fox, McAvoy, Fox, Hughes, McAvoy. Anderson. Yes. So Fox, right D, McAvoy, right D. I'm so angry I asked Quinn this Hughes, question. Quinn Hughes, right? left D. <laughs> I'm going through it in my head. Well, you yeah. throw that out there. We got to give you a proper answer. Why? I would... <laughs> Listen, I can see you in court now. Did you mean to run the person over? Well, like, what are you talking about? The time of day, there was some sun in my eyes. <sighs> Can we? We're moving. The answer is unequivocally yes. Yes. Okay. Thank Jake you. He's actually making both squats, so it doesn't matter. 
right? I got right. him on. <laughs> In fact, he's gonna he's gonna have dual citizenship and play on both teams. He's playing on both. <laughs> yeah. He's in. Uh, Gavin was gonna try and cut that as a clip, but now it, there's no chance. So, Gavin, can you, Gavin, can you put Wally's picture back up there with Mendez, please? <laughs> we need to see nice. that again. Where is? There he is. There okay, he is. Taking another picture. <laughs> Hang on, guys. Keep it up, Gavin. <laughs> Making Christmas cards. I got a poll uh, going, by the way, on Twitter right now for people on Twitter. We need to get come up with the best name for those. So I think right you, now you put a poll on Twitter. Yeah, you can only pick one. You can only pick one. It's it's uh, salt and pepper, Bert and Ernie, or uh, I was uh, what is it? Stadler and Waldorf from the Muppets. The two that one's old okay. guys. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not, I, I like. I, I Bert and Ernie's still pretty good too, though. Can we be Sonny and Crockett from Miami Vice? Sonny and Crockett. Hey, Wally, you can't self-reclaim any of it, buddy. <laughs> no, you can't make your own nickname up. You can't. You can't weigh in on this. Damn it! It's just, okay, fine. We're can we move on again now, please? Yeah, I got to get. We got work to get through here. The, the nerd report's not getting done. Uh, I I have one more player I want to talk about before we uh before we move on. But that is going to be our hot performer of the day, brought to you by DoorDash. Uh, days are ticking away until Christmas. Uh, restaurants, groceries, pharmacies, bakeries, flower shops, and more. Uh, use DoorDash. Basically, they'll deliver everything and anything you need right to your house. Uh, guys, did I mention flower shops? Uh, ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want from where you want. The double dash on DoorDash. You can order from multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional fees so everyone can get what they want and need. For a limited time, our listeners can get... 25% off and zero delivery fees in their first order. $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's 25% off a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code NATION25. Don't forget, code NATION25 from your first order. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So, gentlemen, I'm. this could be a hot or cold performer. So this is... It's kind of funny that we're going to pick one, but you could you could do it for both. And I decided Vladimir Tarasenko at home oh. this season has been my hot performer. I know he hasn't scored in nine games. However, before we get to the hot part, he has gone through three. Uh, the, each of the last season, he's uh, had a streak of nine or ten games in the month of November. And two years ago, he had a 10-game goalless drought, scored 38 goals. Uh, I'm not worried about Vladimir Tarasenko at the moment. But at home... 11 of his 13 points have been scored. Uh, and I feel with two more games at home in the month of November, he's going to be needed to start to cash in and uh, continue those. I just think, and plus 10 on the team, uh, a team leading plus 10, I think he's mm. sometimes overlooked for his overall game. Yeah, he knows when to change. I, I think he's been pretty good, don't you? Yeah, Yorkie? yeah. He gets, he gets off the ice. If he sees a three-on-two going the other way, right to the bench. <laughs> Yeah, dog, yeah. He's, <laughs> oh, what do we call no, that? He's, We're making business decisions. Business he does a good decisions. job of that. But uh, he's I, been, yeah. Go ahead, Bob. I like him. I think he's been good. In the games that I, I would invite anybody that's not looking at just the goal totals, which you were expecting more of. I get that. I, I do think he, he's going to come alive a little bit there. Yep. But I will actually say, I think that he's exactly what he's supposed to be and he's been damn good on the ice when he's got time yeah yeah his play away from the puck is better than people want to give him credit for way better yeah i would agree yeah. 
like Bob, extremely I, hard on the I just noticed like if he goes into battles he can he can battle you one on one easily yeah. more than I think people realize he hey, uh he's 220 he's, guys he's 20 pounds he's a beast eh yeah. Yeah. yeah he he sometimes arrives a little late to the battle but usually once he gets there yeah he's a strong sturdy sturdy guy I'll put it this way I would rather have Vladimir Tarasenko on my team at five million than Debrinket at nine, or whatever the price is eight <laughs> eight five. I would because Tarasenko knows it's where a, he's it's at. a holiday, he's, buddy. I'm not going there with you. He knows, <laughs> he knows where he's at. Like he's he's fine being on your second line and and being your secondary scorer, where the cat wants to be the top dog on the top line, and so that's. It's just it's right, a way better it, fit. It's a, it's a way better fit. I'll just yeah. put it to you this way, York. You already I think I know the answer. You mentioned contract numbers. If you had them both at five million dollars, which player are you putting on your team? Oh, both Tarasenko? at five? Yeah. Oh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm taking Tarasenko. It's it's a tough question because the Ottawa Senators need to get to the playoffs. I think the I think the Brinkett helps you get to the playoffs better at five million. Wow. I do. I just think there's so really? many fast there's well, you get a lot of you get a lot of three on three during the regular season. And I'll say this, Debrinkett's a great three on three player where I just to me there's two different seasons. There's the playoff season, there's the regular season. But if I'm going to if I'm trying to win in the playoffs, I, I probably don't want the cat in my top six and a playoff team. Okay, wait a sec. Alex Debrinkit was like minus 35 last vote. season. Uh, yeah, and but it was, Vladimir Tarasenko is plus 10. I don't care about the plus a minus. harder game. I wouldn't. I'm not going to say he plays a hard game. A like, harder game. Yeah. I've, You're talking I, a couple but, guys that carry pillows. like... <laughs> yeah, like, like, and listen, I'm not the biggest cat fan, but if it's if I'm it's take, even, I'm Mark, taking Terrace, like, yeah, I, I'm taking the cat at five. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay. Wow. Surprising I, everybody I too, right? To this. Now right. we have it's our just clip for YouTube. A shocker. Here's our clip for social media. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right so yorkie uh i don't even know how i don't know what this show is today um it's, it's all over the map did you get your email that i sent you no okay so i'll do it i keep you're gonna have to do it all right so i could use probably a sober carpenter <laughs> right now to to help settle my nerves down um <laughs> sober carpenter quenched uh sorry <laughs> Coming in hot is quenched by Sober Carpenter. You have me all wound up today. A real craft beer, no alcohol. Uh, hold the alcohol, keep the flavor, only 55, 60 calories per can. Enjoy a range of non-alcoholic beers, so good that you won't have to compromise on taste if you also want a healthier lifestyle. Uh, enjoy a wide selection of beers, including Blonde Ale, which is very good, West Coast IPA, and the Irish Red. Look for it at Sobeys, Loblaws, Whole Foods, Metro, Farm Boy, and other retailers. Or go to on online at SoberCarpenter.com, get 10% when you sign up for their newsletter. Order two cases, get 15% and free delivery. Sober Carpenter, award-winning beer is so good, you'll forget it's non-alcoholic. Also, by our friends at Michelangelo's. Uh, with Anik and Mark, uh, they're doing a fantastic job. Listen, they're just trying to help raise awareness uh, in the month of November for men's mental health. Uh, it is very important to them as they try to raise awareness for uh for the cause. So this month, Michelangelo's will donate a portion of the proceeds from installation jobs booked this November to the Movember movement. The jobs can be completed anytime before October 31st, 2024, but just have to be booked this November. Included with the booking is an assessment of your home's ventilation system to ensure with the new insulation, your home is warm and cozy this winter season, as well as keeping heating costs down and making your home more energy efficient. Uh, give them a call at Michelangelo's or go to MarkLangelos.com, uh, 613-833-0001. Angelos roofing and insulation, every detail covered. Now, we have a new partner alert. Uh, golf clap, please. No one? We have a new Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I don't know. Yorkie, Yorkie's just money. Maybe he just left. Uh, <laughs> Charm Diamond Center is proudly Let's Canadian see. owned and operated since 1972 with more than 85 locations across the country through their trio of amazing brands, Charm, Ben Moss, and Crescent. I get custom ring building and delivered in less than four weeks with Charm Masterpiece Program and an unbeatable pricing policy. All right, the holidays are coming and it's time, the perfect time to check out a large selection of Canadian <coughs> diamonds, mine diamonds, and don't pay until 2025 with their instant in-store financing on approved credit. Okay, here's the, we're, they're going to give away five grand. Charm Diamond Center is giving you the chance to win $5,000 gift card. Become a champion with the propose. How would you propose? One knee, a bend and snap. Uh, tag Charm Diamonds on Instagram in the post story with a video or photo of your propose. And be sure to hashtag, hashtag the propose to be entered. Uh, for more information, go to charmdiamondcenters.ca. Hey, five grand at this time of year would be perfect. Ooh. So... I, Welcome aboard, been, guys. Yorkie, did you propose on one knee? Uh, trying to go back in time. I believe I might have. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to remember. You? <laughs> yeah, I I did. I, we were uh, having a house built, 
And I had oh, her yeah. uh, brought by her uh, good friend and blindfolded, and she opened her eyes. We were she was in the house we were having built, and I was there uh, with my uh, on my knee. Very nice, very nice. She couldn't yeah, say I... no at that point, but she probably wanted to later. <laughs> he old I did romantic. it on the Eiffel Tower, so in case she said no, I was just going to throw her off the side. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that did not end the way I expected. I thought you'd be like, well, I would jump, but no, no. <laughs> no that's it. The Eiffel Tower. Do it on a cliff. <laughs> Good for you, Bob. Well done. Uh, all right. Time for – I don't even know where we're at anymore. Let's time for lock of the day. So, because uh, it also leads into the uh, oh, coming hey. back from Sweden. So, this is their first game since last Saturday. Friday, sorry, Sunday. Oh, by the way, those need to be updated because yeah. we did a lot. We did a lock of the day on the uh, Dallas and Rangers game. Yes, sure. Who won that game? Dallas. Yeah, Wally, you took, you, you took the Rangers. No, no, no. Get, a, get another loss on there. <laughs> so the guy that was complaining about, oh, there's never anything on the line, now has something on the line. Well, hell, you're bragging and walking around <laughs> like a peacock, like not even posting your losses. <laughs> I don't, you're walking you were so even. adamant about not having it, I didn't put it on. I could care less. Oh. 11 and 3 is fine with me. I know, but that nine and five, nine and nine and five looks way better than eight and five. All right. Well, it'll soon be eight and six. Uh, the team comes back from Sweden. Uh, I will say both times they've come back to play the next game, they have lost. And in fact, against the last time, as Bob remembers, they lost nine in a row. I think it was. Um, I wasn't playing are... any of those either. Hey, I don't want credit for that. <laughs> so uh and now they are both completely different teams there's no one that's played on either team that's playing again they's just they're all separate however there is that jet lag thing that i think is real and the islanders just played last night they beat yep. philadelphia 3-2 all they do are play in tight close games uh, they're not great defensively i think they've allowed four goals in each of the last like six games or something but so I, I'm concerned about Ottawa here in this game. I think that Islanders get off to a much better start. But, Bob, I'm going to start with you and your thoughts on this one. I'm taking the Isles um, only because it's a long layoff. That first game back, whether you will like it or not, is hard to get back into. Yep. With extended layoff, you actually get a chance during the season maybe two or three times to actually turn the switch off. And I do believe that firmly that switch will be off after that trip. You got Timmy's not skating. He's going to have three full days off. Guys have another day off. It's just, it's just hard to get back into that momentum and that drive. Um, and it's, it's just human nature. So I'm going to go ahead and take the aisles because they've played and they're more into, um, mm -hmm. what do you want to call They're more into game mode right now yeah it's the for them it's like playing back to back at the moment right you come in the next night you're ready to roll right away exactly yeah yeah you know what's yeah. uh you know what's interesting I'm, I'm a big believer in goal differential and you, you always look at when the teams finish at the end of the year it's usually the teams 
that have the best goal differential that are that are in the playoffs. You look at Ottawa right now; they're plus eight. That's a that's a pretty good goal differential. Islanders right now are minus eleven. So I even talked about goal differential. I'm taking the Senators because they've got a great goal differential right now. Um, I do think there's something they're going to have to they're going to have to weather that storm in the first period because I do think it's going to take them a little while to get their legs under them to get back into that. There is something to that with Bob's talking about the game mode. But I just think, I think Ottawa is going to start getting on a little bit of a roll here. Number one, they have to. Uh, and and n- number two, I just think they're going to be rested and they're at home. And uh, yeah, I'm taking Ottawa and that nice goal differential of theirs. <laughs> does the goal differential, like what, what does that happen in the third? Does that, does he just step on the ice and score a goal? Well, <laughs> it's definitely, if you look at their goal differential in the second period, it is <laughs> well, not that's... to be des- it's not to be desired, but they've been pretty good in the third periods. Um, but... So they are the worst team in the National Hockey League for goals against in the second period uh, at one point six. Yeah, uh, I think at one point six per uh, in the second period. In the last four years, I believe they're tied for second worst or third somewhere in there for most goals allowed in the second period. For whatever reason, gentlemen, I... they cannot figure yeah. out the second period. Do you, Bob, what do you, I've been trying to think about what, what's going on with their second periods. You got an answer? Zero. Um, yeah. It was the same thing that people used to say to us about afternoon games. We were always great in the, yep. great in the evening, but terrible at afternoon games. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just, yeah. There, but the, it can't continue. Like, there has to be something of why Honestly, this team is so bad in the second. You have to get to the point where, DJ's going in there to get the boys ready for a second period. Like he's getting them ready for the game. First, yeah. You have to come in with like there has to be an energy. And you know, York, you've been in the room long enough that when a coach comes in for the game, hey, we're gonna hit our key points, we're gonna do this, we're gonna read the lineup, we're good. And then the second period after the first is very, very detailed, analytical, or it's a message. Wake the F up, whatever it might be. But I do think that there's a major lull in the way that they present things after the first. That's not a coaching thing. That's just, it's, it's a coincidence that the second period happens to be that. It's the same with that team in the third. It's just the way it is. DJ's got to go in there with a band. <laughs> he's got he's to come up with something. Here's That's why we go back. Is, is Alfie staying on the bench? He's not because staying on the bench. Is he staying on the bench to not, help with he those can't. second periods? So uh, back to the second period before he takes us down a different road (laughs) is, is it, I don't want to use the term lazy, uh, but it's the first one that comes to mind. Are they just not, are they just getting to the bench too slow for changes? Oh, so that's why they're losing the second periods because they're changing too slow. Well, I'm, are they slow to get guys on the ice? Are they slow to make the transitions? Because for whatever, no, second, Yorkie, there has to be something. No. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's one of those, it's one of those stats. You think there has to be something, but I can tell you as a player, you usually aren't doing anything differently. You come and you do whatever you do. It is between the periods, whether you take off your skates, whether you have a drink, you're doing the same things. I think goaltending has something to do with it. I, I think if you look throughout the 
throughout a lot of those losses, they they haven't gotten consistent goaltending over a lot of those bad second periods. And I thought on the trip, when they had two other better second periods, at least statistically, the goaltending was really good. They allowed four goals in the second period on the trip. Sorry, the the la- I'm speaking about the last game against Minnesota. It got second period. It wasn't a total disaster. I, yeah, I understand. But so some games they play very good in the second, and others yeah. they don't, and that's why I yeah. don't understand. But this has been like an ongoing issue for a number of years. Like people have yeah. talked about yeah, that way. So there has to be something. It just can't be. Wow, oh, well, they're just not a good second period team. Well, then why? Why is everybody else good? There's a letdown. There's a letdown for some reason, and I'm not in that room, so I don't know why they're having the letdown. It's you just you start making mistakes. You start not managing the puck as well in the second period. You you're just not doing the details as well as you should be. When it comes down to it, the way you win consistently at in, at any single level is details. You don't turn the puck That's over. That's what Alfie told them. It, yeah, it's it's. I was talking to somebody about this other day about winning and losing at, at, at any level of hockey. The team that is the best with the details usually wins over over a consistent period of time. And it's the little things. And that's why that's why Boston keeps winning, guys. You ever you guys ever seen Jim Montgomery do a presentation on coach <laughs> yeah, on coaching? I can't believe you just went there because that was the only thing I was gonna say was you guys slept on Boston. Guess <laughs> but you know what? I changed my mind at the last. Se- I cha- I changed my mind at the last second because I know Jim Montgomery. Uh, I had him up back when I was doing television. I had him up in the. He was our second intermission guest when we when he was at UAD. Had a chance to talk with him for a while. Um, I just I find not enough coaches make a big enough deal about faceoffs and faceoff readiness. You can get. He had a he had a slideshow on how many goals. That. How many extra goals they were scoring a year or preventing because they were more ready on the draw than the other team. Like just being on your toes, knowing your cues, knowing your jobs, just that little extra play of holding up for your D or it's all little things. So they're obviously not doing the little things in the second period. If you want the the answer, that's what it is. So is that a coaching thing? And you don't get to ask why, Wally. <laughs> you're too late. Well, it's if you're if you're the reason we're asking why a different team yeah, added third or added third. It's, it's an everything thing. It's everybody's to blame. Like that's why you don't you just don't point the finger at one person why you're losing. Everybody has to take onus on why that's happening. Partly coaching, partly players. Uh, usually, a lot of it's goaltending. Yeah, so everything combined into one. So, Without being in the room, I would just say everybody needs to be way sharper in the second period. And it's like, hey, thanks, Tips, of course. But hockey's not as complicated as people think it is. Uh, well, sometimes it appears to be. It's not. It's not. It's and it's 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 that's the thing with young players. Like young players, I was always told this, but I'll go back to Craig Ramsey, who was a really smart guy. He'd say Everybody thinks it's so hard to make the NHL. Yeah, it is, but it's a lot harder staying because you got you you, you got to consistently keep doing the little things all the time, 
and there's always somebody coming to take your job unless you're a superstar, yep. but those guys are few and far between, but it's just continually doing the details and making sure you're mentally ready all the time. And that's the hardest thing about playing in the league. I, I agree. Like the one thing you realize uh, the more it goes on is how good high end talented players are who consistently play yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. What a, like Bob, how good you have to be to be that player. But Bob, Bob will tell you this. The difference after the like high, high end guys, the difference in the players isn't that much. Like it's just which guys are willing to to do those little details all the time. Well, who's telling them the little details? Is that they expect when they're from their college coach or junior? I would agree with that, and I always found that like there's just so much turnover in the third and fourth line that the talent level was never that much different. And I hate to say this, but if you couldn't retain information, so if you're dumb, you're not sticking <laughs> at that. Like great point. You're going to play a meteor third, fourth line role. But if you're dumb, you're not sticking. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, Bob, it's the old thing. He's got, if you're not you've retaining got the information. The amount of guys that you would watch, like come in through your room and you're like, yep, he's got a week and you just watch him leave. Because yep. they can't retain information. Was insane. Get, what's the old saying in hockey? He's got like, all the hey, tools. You need to dump no the puck here. Well, why? They don't. Yeah. No all tools. The, <laughs> yeah. All the tools, but no toolbox. There's like you. If you go watch an NHL practice and you go try and yeah. pick out the best players, many times you're going to pick out the wrong guys because you'll see a guy that's a practice player, or like everybody can shoot, everybody oh. can skate. Um, yep. but then, but you'll really watch for a while. Then you'll find out who the drill busters are, <laughs> but sometimes the drill busters are really good in the game because it's just games are so different. It's you. That's why it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, that was the old saying. He's got all the tools, but no toolbox. Yep. It's so true. <laughs> so accurate. Uh, and that's, there's a lot of times, there's a lot of players in the AHL who are really good hockey players who just aren't they can't play the game smart enough with the brains that's basically mm -hmm. what it comes down to right yeah like the number I, of I guys who can light can, it up they can the, the AHL is arguably harder to play in i found it harder in the nhl because guys are way harder kamikaze all over the place don't know where they're supposed to be yeah but i would say that three of the best players that i've ever played with were in the AHL. skill wise who, who but they could not process information fast enough to make the jump yeah, yeah. Who, can you? Who, which guys? <laughs> oh, sorry. I think I'm freezing a little bit. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bob, who are the who are the guys? Brian Salcedo was one of them. Yeah. Brian Salcedo was one of them. Uh, Jason King, who did have a little stint in the NHL, that was very. He had actually a really good one. And then Jeff Platt. Wow. Jeff Platt. Um, and see, actually, I'm going to throw one more at you that never played an NHL game, but was on arguably the best world junior team of all time. Steven Dixon Ooh. was one of the best players I've ever played with. Um, not from a skill standpoint, but just the way he saw the game and played it was amazing. But he could not, you, you could look at Dixon and be like, yeah, he's not going to make the jump. <laughs> but phenomenal, phenomenal skill. Dickinson. Okay. Yeah, there's been a few uh, world junior guys you're like, Interesting they don't ever stick around. Um, I think he's the only one that never played from that team. 
That really? Was that, oh, I think it was the 03 team. Does that make sense? Could be, yeah. Or, or 05. With, it was the 85. Because Getzlaff, Perry, like you're talking about Bergeron, all those guys. Yeah. And then you got Steven Dixon, who never – he's the only guy that never played a single game in the NHL. Uh-huh. Uh, Yorkie, as you can see, the uh, boards have been updated uh, for lock of the day, just so you're happy now. I'm very happy. Well, uh, I went to third place. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Guys. Uh, by the way, I, I'm taking the Islanders uh, on Friday as well for the simple like fact it. that they've played. So yeah. we'll see how this goes. Finally, I have one more thing because I've never seen this before. And I thought it was, well, I'm not even sure what I thought about it. But last night uh, in the Clipper Utah Jazz game, uh, Kawhi Leonard is shooting foul shots and he's being booed. He's a former jazz player. Uh, Greg Popovich, the coach Popovich of the jazz walks over, grabs the announcers in the in and house announcers, Mike, and says, stop booing. That's not who we are. That's not what we do. And then put the mic back down and walk back to his seat. I'm amazed at this. Um, yeah. Should we should we get the Sparta cat to come over and grab the mic? Like, what do we need to do in all <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, former you know, jazz player, Wally. Is. Like, I'm going to try not to get in trouble today. <laughs> <laughs> Spurs. Sorry, the Spurs. Sorry, the Spurs. Go ahead, Jerky. <laughs> I'm not touching this. So what are you asking about? Like, should they not, should they not saying to boo the guy? So the opposing coach is taking to the mic to tell his fans to stop booing the opposing player. I'll just say this. It's the world we live in. <laughs> no, we're living in the no we're living in the no hurt feelings era. Yeah. Like does everybody I've, like it like it's I mean, so like points tonight, three or five if you from the your gonna, money, you can boo whatever three. you want. You can you boo me, you can boo the the peanut sales me. guy if you really want to. Like <laughs> that's dumb. Yeah, that's that's lame. That's Make so beta. Uh, <laughs> Bob, tell us how you really feel about the way things are these days. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's it's Thanksgiving. Your kids yeah, Thanksgiving. Kid friendly show. We got to air out the grievances. The right no, no, this we is air, not. This is not Festivus. We air out the grievances on what's grinding our gears these days. Oh, that's lame. I do think we should have what grinds our gears on on the last show of every week, Wally. I want that. I want that in my next contract. Okay? If you can have it anytime you want, if you do the work. Never mind. We'll just keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> this as usual. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. You just let me write the nerd report. Um, all right. Hey, I mean, uh, hey guys, I'm so, on a holiday. Yeah, he's Bob's got to go. Hey, listen, Gavin. Yorkie what? went to mexico by the way and did like nine shows from mexico because he was there so long so great um, content though great content yeah so you doing one show is not i mean you're you're okay bob i think you'll make it um Lindsay oh. just said you sound very ungrateful right now <laughs> <laughs> has Lindsay has Lindsay seen has Lindsay seen the salt and pepper thing yet no i haven't no Hey, Gavin, you got to put that up one more time. It's so good. (laughs) They're there. We don't don't need this. (laughs) So good. (laughs) 
we will have Lindsay in one of our new show coming up here that we'll have to have on because uh, I, do I think have some we questions. Significant other every once once a month we get somebody on. <laughs> Laurel, Lisa, or Lindsay. Are we three L's. Wow. <laughs> I had my let's. I did a morning show one time at a local radio here in Ottawa, and I brought my mom on. Um, just to, they wanted to talk about. She roasted me. Just roasted me. It was just <laughs> merciless. It. That's amazing. Anyway. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, we will not boo our way out of here, but I just thought that was odd. Uh, oh, sounds I, lame. Listen, if if you. Bob, if you went back to Anaheim or Detroit or whatever and they booed you, would you really care? No, I got booed every time I touched the puck in uh, Anaheim first couple times back. Oh, yeah? And then it kind of just, kind of just went away because they realized I didn't really do anything wrong. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird. I'm like, why am I getting booed? I got traded. I didn't have anything to do with the trade. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get booed in Nashville, of all places. Because... Uh, <laughs> I got suspended in a playoff series for kicking somebody. Um, That'll do it. So those are the two places. And I, I, I don't think people realize how little you care. It, it doesn't change the game. It doesn't change anything. It really? No. Like, now, the first time, though, is that yes. a little nerving? I guess unnerving? First time, for sure. You're like, what did I do? So I, I scored in, like, my second shift back in Anaheim, too. So the, the crowd just loved it. <laughs> they, were, they were so pissed, <laughs> but we were, we were losing four to one after the first period. But I was a plus one, and I had a goal, and the place was <laughs> lighting me up. And I did nothing wrong in Anaheim. It was just crazy. Yeah, crazy. no one ever booed Yorkie because he's a man of the people. Yeah, it's pretty friendly, pretty jolly. I don't think anybody cared either when I came back to town. <laughs> like when, I, when I went back to Anaheim, Bob, I'm like, this guy play here? What's going on here? I don't think anybody cared about hockey back in the, when was I, 95, 96, and I went back for a second tour of duty in 2001. People go to, back then, people were going to games in, in Anaheim. It was just like a night out. Like, they're not really, they hadn't won there yet. Nobody cared. Uh, Yorkie, did you play at the Honda Center or did you play? Oh, the Arrowhead Pond. I was gonna say he was at Arrowhead Pond. Arrowhead Pond, beautiful. Anyone hasn't been there? It's like it's a. They did a nice job when they built that rink. You should see what they've done now out there. Yeah, it's unbelievable the area around it. They built they built it all up. It's yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's a very cool place to play. There's a great arena, the the Honda Center. Was that what it was it called Arrowhead though? It's not. Not anymore. It it's was originally yeah, it was. It was the Arrowhead Pond and then now it, yeah, the Honda Center. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They got the big they still have the big is there the big stat the statue out front? Is that like of the duck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah still, there. Sta- still there. The uh must... apparently they had so much money left over, they were so under budget that they marbled the first concourse level. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, right. we don't have any money, so uh, we'll cut this <laughs> off. <laughs> I got to pay right. Bobby time and a half today because it's a holiday. Yeah. And yeah. Pe- and, and, and people, don't forget to get your vote in on Twitter today for the uh, <laughs> for the names Salt for peppers. Wally God. and Mendez. I'm gonna throw. I'm throwing a retweet on that Wally. You're everywhere. I, everywhere. I, I'm going. Bert done Ernie, with though. you this week. Both I still you. like Bert and Ernie. I still like Bert and Ernie. That's my. I'm going Bert and Ernie. Starsky I like Hutch? salt pepper boys, but 
nonetheless, I'm going to enjoy my holiday, guys. I'm going to go have a big turkey. You, well, you got to go uh, check out the – let us know if you buy the house next door. Yeah, I'm going to – I think you guys don't think I'm serious, but I – No, no, I think you are. Yeah. No, he is He is serious. Yeah, that was yeah, never well, a question. I've you might as well join that. You might as well again. join the golf club while you're there too, Bob. Just get a membership <laughs> at the golf club. Fit. It's a fifth course, but I need a fifth. <laughs> All right, Bob. See you later, guys. Uh, Happy enjoy Thanksgiving, your vacation. Bob. Happy Thanksgiving. See you, Yorkie. You Take day. care, everybody. Appreciate it. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.